the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. We will talk with Josh Pick, our friend from Aptus Wealth Management, at 1230 today. Josh has been traveling and I dare say very busy. I'm sure he has had some uh, clients questioning what's going on with the uh, collapse of at least two U.S. banks and other dire predictions about other banks. So, Josh, 1230 today. The concept of bad things happening is uh, well known to us. A lot of bad things happen. That's why we have news. Talks about the bad things that happen. A couple bad things have happened. The banks are failing at Signature Bank in New York and Silicon Valley Bank in San Francisco. Nobody likes to see a bank fail. Nobody likes to see a panic ensue because banks have failed. That's a bad thing. Similarly, yesterday, the uh, Russian Air Force brought down or caused to be brought down a U.S. surveillance drone, a $32 million drone, a very large drone, unmanned. And I got to thinking about why did these things happen? And the Biden administration, whenever it can, will tell you that something happened because uh, the previous administration. See, they want to blame everything on Donald Trump, but they're loath to mention Donald Trump's name. The train derailment was Trump's fault because he rolled back some meaningless rail regulation. Uh, It was given for Pinocchios by the Washington Post, that contention that it was Trump. Uh, The bank collapse, Biden said, was because of uh, regulations rolled back by the Trump administration in what was called Dodd-Frank. Dodd-Frank was uh, a banking reform bill that came out of the 2008 financial crisis. Uh, The Frank in that equation was Barney Frank, a longtime congressman. Uh, Barney Frank is now, or was, (laughs) a director of Signature Bank in New York. Yes, he was on the board of directors of the bank that failed. And he said the rollback in Dodd-Frank had nothing to do with the bank that he's on the board of going out of business. So why do these things really happen? Why does anything happen? Usually it doesn't happen just because it happens. It happens because something has happened before that caused it to happen. Uh, Let's start with the shooting down or the bringing down of the American military drone. So we are over there in the Baltic Sea, the Black Sea, rather, uh, doing surveillance because, as you might have heard, there is a military uh, war, skirmish, something going on in Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine is being devastated by the Russian military, and we are bankrolling, to a large degree, the Ukrainian military to keep them from not getting conquered, but not really winning. That's what we're doing. We're, we're sort of encouraging Ukraine to fight back, but don't, don't fly jets into Russia because we're not going to give you jets. 
<laughs> so it's kind of a half-in, half-out endeavor. doesn't feel like it's half-in and half-out because we've uh, given them $80 billion in aid. $80 billion. Has anyone else come close to that? Uh, the European Union has given less than 40. So we've given more than twice as much as anyone else to perpetuate this Ukrainian action. Now, you could say, well, we're there and the drone is in harm's way because Russia invaded Ukraine. Okay, true. But why did Russia invade Ukraine? Well, I would argue that Russia invaded Ukraine because we decided to not just get out of Afghanistan, but we decided to get out of Afghanistan about as ineptly as you could possibly get out of a war that had gone on for 20 years. The war had gone on. We had invested untold amounts of not just money, but American lives. And how many, if you watch Fox News, you see Wounded Warrior Project, Tunnel to Towers. You see the evidence of Benjamin Hall right now on Fox News talking about, you know, you see the evidence of a lot of young American men and women came back, those who came back were maimed in the course of defending our country. So I would argue that we are in the middle of a conflict between Russia and Ukraine because of the way we left Afghanistan. And what were the bad decisions there? Well, number one, we had a secure military base out in the middle of nowhere where we could have evacuated people. Instead, we chose to evacuate people from inside Kabul. We chose to vacate our military base literally in the middle of the night. We left the prisoners in their cells. They were broken out of their cells by Taliban warriors who overran our military installation. And, oh, by the way, we left behind $80 billion in military equipment. $80 billion. Do you think that military equipment might be used by the Taliban? Do you think it might be sold on the black market around the world? I mean, like, there's all kinds of consequences to that bad decision. I think it's entirely plausible that Vladimir Putin looked at the way we left Afghanistan, the inept, feckless withdrawal from Afghanistan, the fact that we got 13 American service men and women blown up in a, in one of the gates at Hamid Karzai Airport and said, Joe Biden, he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, we can go in, we can invade Ukraine. This guy... He's terrible. Who was it who said that on every foreign policy decision he ever made, he had been wrong? Was that Robert Gates said that of Joe Biden? So our bad decisions in Afghanistan, our weak withdrawal, our refusal to hold anybody accountable for that. Have any generals been fired? Yeah, the one general who complained that other generals weren't fired. He got fired. That emboldened Vladimir Putin to go in and do what he's doing. Is that where it ends? Maybe. But doesn't it seem like this is getting more and more like leading to some kind of actual showdown, actual, we actually have to do something? Uh, If we don't do something here, what might Putin do next? Or beyond that, what might Xi Jinping and China do next? Uh, Here's Tom Cotton, whose recommended response sounds good, but it's certainly not going to de-escalate anything. 
What can we do? Well, first, they should put up uh, another drone today on the exact same flight pattern in the same airspace to make it clear we will not be intimidated from flying in that airspace. Second, we should return the U.S. Navy back to the Black Sea. President Biden bugged out last year as Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine, but NATO has more Black Sea coastline than Russia does. And third, we should make it clear that we're going to do what we should have done long ago, which is provide Ukraine with the weapons they need to strike Russian rocket and artillery systems across the border that are shooting into Ukraine. Those three steps would send a clear signal to Russia that we will not tolerate this kind of dangerous provocation and avoid further escalation. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying I disagree with that, but that, that to me sounds like further escalation, giving Ukraine weapons to shoot into Russia. I'm not the only one who thinks that our failures in Afghanistan have brought about the situation that we face in Ukraine and could bring about a situation that we will face in Taiwan. Here's former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich. There's a very fundamental argument underway, and, and it's really two parts. One part is having lost a 20-year war in Afghanistan. Uh, how much do we want to run around the planet uh, not exactly knowing what we're doing and not getting anything done but losing lives and spending money? And the other part is, as long as Joe Biden is president, uh, why would you trust anything uh, he, they're not protecting the American border. I would argue that the southern border with Mexico is far more important to the United States than Ukraine. Uh, I have no faith in Biden, whose family has been corrupted by China, when it comes to our biggest competitor, which is China. And now you come to Ukraine. You have a Defense Department which lost $82 billion in equipment to the Taliban. A Defense Department which is now more worried about being woke than it is about being effective. And I think that really undermines the willingness of many Republicans to give them a blank check. Yeah, that is why you see uh, the hesitation from people like Josh Hawley, J.D. Vance, Ron DeSantis, and others to just saying, sure, oh, however long it takes. Like, that's Biden's position, however long it takes. Sounds great. The problem is it puts us in peril. It puts us here in peril because... The next world war, I don't think it'll look like the first or second world war. I think it'll be somewhat of a tech war. It'll be something that could dramatically affect communications um, and how that would manifest itself with the electrical grid. Who knows? Who knows? But these are all things weakness emboldens tyrants. And Joe Biden is weak. You can't watch him. Even if you're a died in old Democrat, you cannot watch him speak. Sometimes he's wide awake. Other times he's half asleep. Other times he's more than half asleep. He stumbles over his words. He stumbles over stairs. You cannot watch him operate and not understand the weakness that he projects. And weakness invites aggression. And we are seeing that in Ukraine. And I'm afraid we're going to see it in Taiwan. So there's a lot of speculation, a lot of conversation about what we should do now that Russia has shot down or shoot down, but they brought down a $32 million U.S. military aircraft. It's a drone, Bruce. Yeah, $32 million. Okay. Cost the same as the Russian fighter jet. And it's a ticklish situation. It will be a defining question in the 
primaries leading up to whoever emerges as the Republican nominee for president in 2024. A lot of headlines yesterday about Ron DeSantis' statement to Tucker Carlson. But there were two words in DeSantis' statement that people focused on, and they were the wrong two words. His statement said, while the U.S. has many vital national interests, securing our borders, addressing the crisis of readiness within our military, achieving energy security and independence, and checking the economic, cultural, and military power of the Chinese Communist Party, becoming further entangled in a territorial dispute between Ukraine and Russia is not one of them. Now, everybody focused on territorial dispute. Oh, how dare he call it a territorial dispute? Russia invaded Ukraine. But I think the two key words in DeSantis' statement are further entangled. See, he, a lot of people read this and said, oh, he's not going to give any more money to Ukraine. That's not what the statement says. Ron DeSantis is a tactical, targeted politician. He can define further entangled in a lot of ways, in some very broad ways. You could define it, and he might mean no more money. He might. I don't know. I doubt it. But further entangled might mean who knows what. It's one of those nebulous terms that guys use and people focused on territorial dispute, which I don't think was the best way to state that. But we all know, look, there's an ideal way for this to end, and then there is a realistic way for it to end. The ideal way for it to end is Ukraine beats Russia back. Russia gives up every inch of land it's gained, and Ukraine is independent, and Vladimir Putin is embarrassed forever. That's the ideal way. It's not going to happen that way. The practical way is somebody goes in and makes a settlement that gives both sides the ability to argue that it came out better, right? The best deal is one that, what, nobody's happy with, right? Putin's not going to be happy with it, and Ukraine's not going to be happy with it. But if this keeps going, if Russia keeps badgering us and we keep sending more money, first of all, we can't afford it. Second of all, it compromises us in Taiwan. See, this is, a, this is an important conflict, but there's a bigger picture. And the bigger picture is we can't be fighting a proxy war in Ukraine and Russia. And it, if Joe Biden is to be believed, we're going we're gonna to put actual military personnel on the ground in Taiwan if there's a blow up there. So you got to find an artful way to bring this to an end. And just funding it, funding it, funding it, funding it ad infinitum, I don't see as a practical way to get the best possible solution overall. Uh, Of course, there are many people on the Republican side of the aisle. Senator Lindsey Graham is one of them who says uh, Vladimir Putin must be defeated at all costs. If Putin gets away with this, there goes Taiwan. The two are connected. So I'm all in to win it. And you're not going to win this war by uh, bleeding Ukraine dry and giving them weapons they need too late to affect the outcome on the battlefield. That is one mistake we made. I think had Trump been in office, first of all, I don't think Putin would have made a move. Second of all, he would have had a much more robust response early to get this over with as soon as possible, which speaks to Joe Biden's weakness which 
explains why we are all in danger as long as this thing goes on and as long as it escalates, even incrementally, as it did yesterday. I personally believe defeating Putin matters. But I also think the current administration has no strategy. They have no ability uh, to defeat Putin. And the free, free societies don't fight long wars well. People get tired of it. They don't understand where it's going. And, and I think uh, you're seeing a real erosion, largely because Joe Biden is so incompetent. That's the best point Newt Gingrich has made, that free societies don't fight long wars well. Why not? Because in free societies, you get to speak out against things you don't like. See, Russia's a lot better equipped to fight a long war well because the people have no say in anything. We just take all the resources away from the people. What are they going to do? That's not how it works here. And so we need politicians who understand that and who can bring it to a reasonable conclusion. There is no good conclusion because Putin's not going to go quietly. If he thinks he's losing, he's just going to drop a tactical nuke. What's he got to lose? To him, power is everything. And if he has an arsenal of nuclear weapons, he's going to like say, ah, sorry, my human, my human, my respect for human rights are such that I just can't envision doing that. Boy, I don't know. I don't want to count on the goodness of Vladimir Putin to avoid some kind of a tactical nuke or worse. They're already using hypersonic missiles, by the way, which they can equip with nuclear weapons. So a lot of bad decisions in Afghanistan have led to some really bad results and getting worse results in Ukraine. Similarly, the bank collapse. Bad decisions have led to big problems with our banks. We can argue about whether getting rid of Putin is something we should do or not do. There are points to be made on both sides. Similarly with the banks, there are points to be made on both sides. Biden shouldn't have bailed out the banks. He should have let that bank fail. Okay, I'll listen to that. 95% of the deposits at Silicon Valley Bank were not insured. So why are we bailing them out? Because if you don't, people in the country are going to start to get nervous. They're going to run to their little regional bank. They're going to want to pull all their money out. The bank will have its money invested, their money invested somewhere else. And there'll be runs on a lot of other banks that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't backstopped Silicon Valley Bank or Signature Bank. Is it right? I don't think it is right. Does it make sense? It might make sense. But why did we get there? How did we get there? Well, we got there, if you want to look in a narrow way at Silicon Valley Bank, you say, well, they had too many of their assets tied up in long-term securities that paid low interest. Well, why? Why why would you do that? Because markets are fluid. They adjust. The Fed raised interest rates, thus making long-term investments in treasury notes and bonds not worth as much because short-term bonds and treasury notes were paying more. Well, why did that happen? Because interest rates went up. Well, why did that happen? Because we have inflation. Well, why did that happen? Because we spent a bunch of money on the infrastructure bill and the American Rescue Plan that we didn't have to spend. So Joe Biden can blame all he wants on Donald Trump. But the fact of the matter is his decisions with markets have made this happen. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.